This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. It's hey. the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Podcast. Uh-huh, podcast. uh-huh. All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. What up, what up, what up? This is the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey, y'all. The All Love No Fear Podcast. The All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey, y'all. Back. Sorry for the break, but we had things to do. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to do the the pop smoke uh, tongue, like, it's not a tongue roll, but you know. I can't do that. I call it tongue thing because it requires some type of tongue. Tongue, tongue, tongue move, yeah. I'm gonna need Fabio Foreign to teach me because he know how. Because all his songs are literally just <laughs> that all with all the way through. <laughs> like it seems like he's got it mastered. So, um, you know, maybe he should put on a like a YouTube tutorial or something. Well, Fabio Foreign is not going to do. It's put on his <laughs> YouTube tutorial, but it would be nice because I like how he does it. That's like why. he's he's got it's it very. Else might do it. Fabio Foreign will not. He's not. Do he's it. not putting up a YouTube for me. Of the things he will do, that is not one of. That's them. not one of them. That's upsetting because I really would like. You're you're quite low, by the way. Mm-hmm. You're quite low. Low. Yes. My you're, voice. You're, okay. You're mic at all. Okay. Let me. I'm sorry for the uh, noise it's, you it's, might like, hear in the background. Like you're, you're not having a mic at all. I thought I was. I sound loud to me in my headphones, but you're saying that that's not true. No. Which hurts my feelings very much. But yeah, y'all, thank you for being patient with us um, in these last couple of weeks. Like, I don't know what happened, but somehow we ended up taking off two weeks. There was a lot going on. Word. It was a lot going on. It was a lot of busy, busy things. I was ooting the boot. Ooting the boot, 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 ooting the boot. Very Canadian when I say ooch and a boot. I was in the streets, ooch and a boot, professionally developing and whatnot. Word. And uh, yeah, the timing to record just wasn't really, wasn't really there. Nope. It was just, it was just too much. I had to pack my bags. I had to get my house in some type of order. And then it was like, oh snap, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. Shout out to Gladys Knight. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how that went. Word. So, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's how it went, but we bike. Word. We bike. Yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to everybody who's listening on whatever platform you're listening on. We appreciate you. Appreciate, appreciate every, uh, every, uh, listener that we have. Appreciate y'all. Yes. Welcome to episode, episode five of season five. I believe that's correct. If it's not correct, um, we'll just post whatever the right thing is in the description when we post it's, the episode. It's episode five of season five. You're correct. I feel like it's three or four, but Mark it, said it's five. Why so, don't you believe? <laughs> because I just don't know what's going on. I'm a I, little. I looked it up. It's five. You looked it up? Yes. Okay. All right. So it's five. I didn't really, I didn't think it was five, but you, I'm going to believe you. I'm going to believe you in this moment because 
Why would you lie about a thing like that? Hmm? I don't know. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. Word. You wouldn't. Um, so we're going to go right into the icebreaker to bring this episode to the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And the icebreaker is called Love, love it, it or Lose It. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, 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 love it or lose it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, 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 hey,
What did you lose it? My lose it. You said oils, candles, yeah. incense sprays, incense sprays. I feel like oils. Why? Mostly because I, I'm not really sure. I feel like they're a little complicated to utilize to like, to like, not complicated. You mean, they, you mean when you're heating up the oils, right? Yeah, like heating up the oils. Like I'm like, ah, it seems involved. And then I don't know if I think the, the you, scenting you, is as potent. And I guess, well, I don't think it's supposed to be. That's supposed to be subtle. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I guess if and you, I guess you, I you like need, aggressive you, scenting. You need extra devices for the oils. I yeah, guess. you need extra devices for the oils. It's not like a simple like bada bing bada boom oil. Like it's it's a little involved um, to do to to have oils. Like I've done it before, but I'm like I. This is work that I don't particularly want to engage in to uh, make it nice in the room. So yeah, oils is probably my lose it. Like I get why people like it. Like if you like a more subtle scent or. You just, you just, you know, you like the whole process of doing that. Then, you know, that's cool for you. Love that for you. But, um, yeah, oils would probably be my, be my lose it personally. Yeah. I think, um, my lose it is sprays. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like it's too chemically to me. Okay. Um. Trader Joe's is a lovely one. A lemon, lemon and something. I think, but even that sometimes it doesn't smell like natural lemon many times. Like now, some of them are good. They're mm-hmm. okay. But some of them, even then, they smell like unnatural uh-huh. fruit. You don't like it? Like I, I feel like I didn't smell the chemicals. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, they are, there are something in there. There's something in there for sure. Correct. Some type of deodorizing and, and, and agent you, or something. You notice I don't like the smell of chemicals. I guess that's fair. Yeah. You do not. So it bothers me sometimes with the smell of chemicals. Out. And like it makes like surfaces like damp. Also that. Also that. Depending like tra- on depending tra- on how the spraying is done. Yeah, yes. yeah like you try to spray it out and everything and it'll make it'll make a surface damp. And you don't like that? No. I don't like that. So I think that's that's why my spray does not work with me. Okay. That's fair. And we're not really very big sprayers. Here at Chateau Bennett, anyway, that's not our, that's not our vibe. It's not our stilo. Right. How about you? What is your love it? My love it. Uh, candles. Yep, I know. Candles are great. There are so many amazing scents that you can utilize, and you just literally have to flick your wrist onto a wick with a lighter, and bada bing, bada boom. You've got scentations. And the beautiful part about candles is that you can utilize that scent multiple times. You just have to click that wick and you've got scent in your room. Um, I might be a little biased. I did used to work at the Yankee Candle Store um, back in Bike in the Day when I was in college um, at Source Mall when it was a mall. And um, I developed an affinity for the candle um, situation there. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a candle girl all day. Um, you can you can do it like seasonal. Like you go to Yankee Candle, and I guess they sell Yankee. And yet to me, Yankee Candle is the. There's some of the better scented um, 
candles in my opinion um because some of these candles like the off-brand quote-unquote ones look the scents aren't that strong like it's very faint i like a i need the scent to fill the room yeah, you like a strong scent i like a strong scent i need it to fill the room so yankee candle for me does a good job of of doing that like i have a christmas cookie candle in here that i burn around christmas time ah, chef's kiss so good just you know it's i think it's like what a one wick candle and it does the job then I got a little three wick in here or had it broke rest in peace to that three wick. Um, it wasn't Yankee candle, but what is an, it was another like nice high end one. And, uh, it was a vanilla something or another vanilla sandalwood or something. And it did the job too. Yeah. I like, I like candles. Like they, they don't smell as chemically to me as like a spray as you, as you said, like there's, probably some type of chemical in there to you know make it a candle and have it keep its shape and do whatever but it it smells to me more like the actual scent it's supposed to be or the scent that it says on the bottle it's a bottle jar um then you know some of these other things so yeah it's the candles for me and they double as lights in the event that you know your electricity goes out your house can smell good and you can see things so two for one Two for one. Right. Um. So. How about you? I think I was. I'm going. I. I go. I'm. I'm navigating between the three. Okay. Um. And I think it's for different reasons. Cause like I, I. I was trying to figure it out because like, incense are cool, right? Mm-hmm. But like, I feel as if if someone spell incense, they automatically assume a whole type is lurking. Not a whole tap is lurking. It's a whole tap is a lurking around. I mean, it do they do be giving that? Because I mean, when you go to like the spots in Brooklyn where they and be whole really, tapping, it's, it, it, it's cool. It's, it, it be cool, it, 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 but like smell. But I feel like the whole a whole tap is lurking. Like someone's gonna come out and say something. <laughs> Very hotepy. And, you don't yeah. want to inspire someone's inner hotep by burning incense. No, Got I it. I don't want someone to come in and say what's today's mathematics. I don't want. I'm not doing that with anybody. <laughs> I not. don't want. I don't want that to happen. Not on these good Black American days, no sir. <laughs> they, they feel inspired by the incense. Like don't do, do that. that. No, don't come in and do that. No, please. Por favor, we beg. Yeah, um, and I like the oil because it is subtle, and if it's done correctly, it it can have a strong smell. Um, the only issue I have with the oil is we have a child. Yeah, and that oil will get will get knocked over. Yeah, because you know, much like her mama, she's a clumsy, she's a clumsy over like something. We have to put that in the middle of the table or something for it to work. Yeah, otherwise calamity will ensue. Yeah, she has knocked over many things. Many things. The reason my candle is broken, as I mentioned previously, is because she knocked it over, and she knocked over the table it was on. And we have wooden floors here, so down went candle, and that was the end of that. I think I got what maybe what two good burns out of that candle, and it was a three wick candle too. I'm kind of tight now. I think about it. Yeah, but you know it's whatever. It's whatever. It was a gifted candle, so you know there are more candles where that came from. I can go right to my local Bed Bath and Beyond slash Coles slash Target slash places where to be selling candles at and just get another one. But um, Word. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, the incense. I'm just like. I'm just trying to imagine where I would store an incense stick and like I just it just it just doesn't work with my aesthetic like incense sticks are easier because it's just the stick can be um sitting in a corner somewhere I don't want that I don't want I don't like the look of that 
You like the look of, a, of incense sticking out? I don't want it. Like, but what people usually do actually is just they make a little hole in the in the corner of the room and stick it in there. There'll be no holes here. I know, but I, I think I've I've seen that many times. Okay. Or like they'll stick it like like for instance we have curtain rods. They'll stick it in the curtain rod. Or something just above. Sure. I mean, I guess if we did have them, we would have to do something like that because again, we have a toddler. So. Yeah. But I, I, but but usually that's this incense is, is above. It's not. It can get. It's, it's not anywhere low. It can get dangerous. But not when I get dangerous. Yeah. But and and the candle is cool because of the light. But I'm I'm always worried about it knocking over and burning the house down. Well, if it's well, you know, you got to place them strategically, so that they don't in fact knock yeah. your house down. But and, that's a fair and, point. And, and there's various varying levels of candles. Yes, not all candles are created equal. No. Some of them are very cheaply made. Yeah. So, um, so if, if I rate them, I guess I'll say maybe candle incense oil. Candle incense oil. Okay. If it's, if it's incense is your number one, you can say that. I won't think you're a whole type if you say it. No, it, it, the, the issue, with, like I said, the incense is like, and, and I also know that not everybody likes to smell incense. Ah. Uh, and everybody's into that as a... As not everybody thing. likes that smell. It is acquired. It, it, I'm it, not going to front. Because it, it's, it's the wood smell that yeah. a lot of people are not really excited about. Yeah. The first time I smelled it, I was offended by it. But now I'm accustomed to it. I know what to expect, especially when I visit certain uh, certain establishments. So... You know, there's that. Word. There's that. All right, anything else? Nah, man, that was it. All right, that was love it. Or, or lose it. Hey, love it. Or lose it. Hey, 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 love it. Or lose it. Hey, love it. Or lose it. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. Yeah, y'all. So... Let's get into today's main topic. Main topic. So yeah, um, Mark and I were talking before we started recording in our unofficial pre-production. Like, what should we talk about? Because I mean, what's going on in these streets? Um, and as y'all know, the gas is too damn high. Um, and part of that um is likely due to the uh, Ukraine Russia conflict that is going on over there in Eastern Europe. Um, you know. Uh and earlier this week I was following um I was on Instagram. Not Instagram. Instagram Twitter. And um I saw a tweet that was talking about basically how there are people over there evangelizing um to the people at the Ukrainian Russian border evangelizing and you know there were po- there were folks who took issue with it for varying reasons and i wanted to talk about it a little bit because you know uh for those of you who don't know what evangelizing is um it's a big part of the it's where the term evangelical comes from um and it's a big part of certain 
populations, I want to say, of Western Christianity. And essentially what it entails is, you know, going out and giving people the good news about Jesus Christ and letting them know that he loves them and he cares for them. And um, with the ultimate outcome, I, I think it's safe to say this, that they will become Christians themselves, the people who are being evangelized to. So, you know, I have thoughts about evangelism as a Christian, and I hope they don't kick me out of Christianity for some of those thoughts, but I don't, (laughs) they might not be um, congruent with what other people think about it, but you know, it's just me and my personal opinion. So when I first saw the tweets, I was like, oh, okay. So I started reading a little bit more and you know, it, it was just interesting. Um, I thought the I thought the whole concept of evangelizing in like at the border of Ukraine and Russia where this conflict is happening was weird mostly because those countries are already predominantly Christian. Um, they're Eastern Orthodox Christian, but still Christian. So my first thought was, well, well, why y'all over there? Like, cause the people already know about Jesus. They just follow a later calendar for things like Easter and Lent and so on and so forth. But it's, it's essentially the same concept. Um, so like, why are people over there? And then, you know, there was conversation about are people over there for pure reasons? Are they over there helping the people who are like caught in the conflict? Or is it just a, that we see this as an opportunity to go be in the mix of something and operate under the guise of God told us to do this and we're, we're going to go out and spread the gospel and so on and so forth. And, you know, I'm kind of of two minds about it. On the one hand, I feel as if, you know, this is a time where people need encouragement and to hear, you know, something positive. So I don't necessarily, quote unquote, have a problem with people going from wherever they are to talk to people about God and talk to people about Jesus. But a part of me is also like, but what are you doing to assist in the efforts on the ground? Are you working like with an organization or whatever the case is to help people get to safety? Are you providing an immediate need of like food, clothing, shelter? Are you like, what are you doing? Like at the end of the day, after you've done your evangelizing spiel and whether the person has, you know, accepted Christ or not, like, what are you doing to help the people that are actively there? Because at the end of the day, there's still a conflict happening. There's still people being killed. So I, I, I guess while I get the trying to bring positivity to a negative situation angle. There's a part of me that's like, that's cool, but there's also a very real angle here that people need help. And what are you doing to actually provide that help? Because if all you're going to go over there and do is tell them about Jesus and pray, 
you could do most of that from the house. Like you don't have to be over there to do that. Cause again, these are predominantly Christian countries. Um, they already obviously have pastors, preachers, ministers, etc., who are Christian, who are, who are addressing the needs of their faith communities and those of the communities around them there on the ground already. So what are you doing? I guess that they can't do or that they haven't already done is, is my kind of question. And the reason I kind of have that question is because there are times where I feel like Christianity goes about evangelism while shady, like no shade, but maybe shade. I don't know. But if you have to travel to another country and lie about what you're doing there to evangelize something about that don't add up to me i'm just saying if if one of the 10 commandments is do not bear false witness and you essentially bear false witness witness to enter a country to preach about jesus como se dice what is this like the cognitive dissonance is astounding so I'm always kind of like suspicious when I, when I hear about stuff like this, cause I'm like, well, what's the motive here? Like what's, what's really going on? Is this a pure motive? Is there some other ulterior motive slash agenda going on? Like what, what is this? So that, that's kind of where my thought process is at right now. If that makes any sense. Uh, so a couple of thoughts. Number one, I, I, I think your, um, concern about evangelism uh, well, it might, it might be reminded, let me see, I guess let me know if this is true. Mm-hmm. Christianity is a very dominant religion. Yes, across the world. Across the world, right. Yeah. It's not the most popular one, but it's a very dominant religion. Yeah, it's one of the big three. Um, and Christianity also brings a lot of privilege mm-hmm. with how they do things. Right. Right. Um, a lot of times... Christians operate from a state of privilege mm-hmm. and how they and how we approach other religions mm-hmm. and how or even how we approach other people who practice Christianity right right um we we sometimes put our culture and country attached to religion and right. say that that version is a better way to practice right. it right right so like what we um so just like every other um, factor that comes from privilege. You have this. Well, I I know I have this worry. I'm not sure you but you do. You have this worry that you're coming from a place of privilege as if we're better. So it it comes off as if you're um, looking down, right, on another culture, right, and everything because you're coming from. Because like if you, if you don't recognize that you're coming from a place of privilege. Mm-hmm. It comes off that you're you're shooting down another thing, and so right. it, so people are not going to be more receptive, right? Because you're, I, you're you're coming and saying we're better than you, right? And I think so that's like, so like so that that might be so. Yeah, that's where my point about them them being or, already Orthodox Christians is coming from. I'm like, you're, you're, do you you're, not you're, know that they're already Christian, or do you not care about the type of Christian they are because you don't think that's the right correct. one? You, you, like, you, what you, is you, what is this about? You think, you think American Christianity is better? Yeah. Right, so you're like, all right, I'm bringing my American Christianity because it's better, and you think that it's not. You think it's better because they're in a war time, right? And everything, 
even though. Meanwhile, they're over here killing black people for the fun. No, no, but you know whatever. Meanwhile, almost all Christianity has a lot of war past. Yeah, I'm like, you know, let's get in, let's get into the Crusades, everybody. Yeah, so like a lot of other war past. So like, it's it's interesting. I so I understand where your hesitation is from. Yeah, I think I I I, I think I do. Yeah, like that. That's kind of where it is. It's like, is this is this based on like a pure desire to bring people to a closer relationship with Jesus Christ and to let them know that there's hope and you know that there's there's a God out there who cares about them and loves them, or is it a? Well, I don't think these people are doing it right. So let me go over there and, and let them know what the right way is. Because it's not like these people have no religious background no context of god no anything and and i think the concern is it can be both because what i mentioned before someone there's someone who who can orchestrate who might have impure thoughts about like feeling that way mm-hmm. but a lot of people that they ask to come over there might have pure thoughts right you know what i'm saying so right. like it can be both right um it doesn't like even if there is somebody who organized who does feel that way that doesn't mean that everybody over there does. Right. Um, I I think um, your concern is, like, based off of a conversation, I don't think your concern is evangelism as much as how people evangelize. Yeah. Right? Um, and you, you can say how people evangelize in America. Yeah. Right? Um, going to a homeless shelter and just praying with people without feeling like you have to address their need right. is is not as productive like yes it, it, it's important because like it, it even says in the bible though address the physical need first right so that they can do that it's um it's, it's the funny thing it's, it's like it's actually the basics of family development mm. <laughs> meaning like it's hard for someone to under to focus on something when they have a physical emergency need that they need solved right because they can't focus right right it's and that's kind of how people are can be manipulated mm-hmm. or into a legitimate religion. Uh-huh. They can still be manipulated into it. Um, and I use legitimate based off of everybody's version of what they think Christianity, they think it's legitimate to them. Mm-hmm. But like, you might have a legitimate cause, but people can be manipulated without a clear thought into your religion. Right. Because they're just, they just want food. Right. Right. So, like, um, so I, like, if someone says I'm hungry, you feed them first, then, like, after you feed them, then, like, when, they, when they're fed and they're hungry, they're full, now we can talk about Jesus. Right. Because now you have addressed their emergency need. Right. What they need right now. Right. People in Ukraine, a lot of them are just trying to leave and they need a place to stay and stuff like that. Right. You address that need and then in the process from there. Like, so. Right. I, and and it, it goes from like, show that, <laughs> show you're a Christian before you tell me you're a Christian. You're right. A Christian. Right. So like, I, I think that might be where you're, um, yeah. Concerned. Cause you're like, do, um, show that you're Christian. Like, even if you, and, and not everything requires massive amounts of money, just help them find ways to get out right. and work on that first. Right. Like, staying on the border and doing that is not really helpful. Right. Like, I'm like... Like, get, get them get them to help. Yeah, them. help them get to safety first. Yes. Get them safety first. Get them help their immediate need first. Yeah. And then, after they're good, they can have that conversation. They can have that conversation. But to be trying um, to have that conversation when people are literally, like, fleeing for their lives, 
they probably like left family members behind because they died or they couldn't take them or whatever the case is like it's just it's a lot going on so I'm like I'm just and it, like, I'm, obviously I'm not there so I don't know exactly what's going on but I'm yeah. like my hope is that you know it things are being gone about in a in a genuine way in a genuine and 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 in uh humane way yeah like, it, it, it's happened with um food pantries at our church where mm. like I've heard someone say like oh are these people you're gonna join the church like it makes it seem like you're you're putting your requirement on I need food right and it's like right? what, what does the people joining the church have to do with their immediate need yeah you provide their immediate need and then you give them the choice but if 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 they if you know they have no desire to become Christian, doesn't take away what you do. But they, yeah, and it doesn't take away that they're still in need. Yeah, correct. It doesn't, it doesn't take away. Because the Bible doesn't say love other Christians as itself. It says love your neighbor. There's no caveat to what your neighbor is. It doesn't say your neighbor has to be a Christian. It doesn't say your neighbor has to be a member of your church. It doesn't say your your neighbor has to be the same skin color as you or any of those things. It just says your neighbor, period. So, you know, when we start putting these, putting these caveats on things, it's like we, we start making, and this is a general issue. I think that a lot of us have with our understanding of Christianity and much of it is like how we were taught. A lot of us treat Christianity like it's a transactional situation. And a lot of it is in the way we're taught, like we're taught very much like this, you know, yes, the Bible does say asking you shall receive, but it also says faith without works is dead. So it's like, you know, it, it's not just the I, I ask and I get something or I, I work and I get like it, like, yes, you have to do certain things to get certain things, but I also don't feel like this transactional way that we understand it is really is really good either like i think the relationship with god part is the piece that we don't often get into in reality and you know even the way some of us are are taught to understand that is like it's very transactional like if I do this, then God will give me this. If I do this, then God will give me this. If I don't do this, then... So it's like, we, we I feel like a lot of us, the way we're taught about this religion, it, it gives us this idea that everything about it has to be transactional, even helping people. And I'm like, that's the, I, I think there's something wrong with that. If you're going to help someone, help someone. But... If it's based on a, well, maybe if I help them, I can, I can talk to them about about my religion or my church and try to like, like, no, no. If, if someone ends up doing that as a result of, sorry, the help they receive, great. But the, the mission of providing the help shouldn't be to do that. Cause to me, then it, you have an ulterior motive, even if it's not a bad motive necessarily, it's still an ulterior motive. Cause you're not you're not helping for the sake of helping. Yeah. You're helping for to gain something for yourself or for your church or whatever the case may be. So, you know, uh, that's kind of that's kind of my whole thing. I'm like, you know, people like to talk a lot about we got to go out and evangelize. We got to go out and evangelize. But I'm like, what are you doing to address the immediate needs? Like, 
Are you as a church, like lobbying local politicians to address like the food insecurity or homelessness concerns in the community your church is in? You know what I mean? Like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? to actually make an impact in the communities that you're in. And I'm not saying that it's an easy thing to do or that it's a quick fix type of situation. But, you know, if if you are going to be about, you know, changing the lives of people by introducing them to Christ, then you need to be about changing the lives of people. Because if we're following the example of Christ, Christ was literally out here changing the lives of people. He was healing people from, from, from leprosy, from blindness, from being unable, from paralysis, from all types of things. And I'm not saying that we got to go out here and, you know, with anointing oil and put hands on people and do all of this, but we got to be doing something that the people can see, oh, these people are really trying to make an impact in the community they're really trying to make they're really trying to make a change like they may be coming up against roadblocks they may be encountering issues but they're not just walking around here with the with the with the little eight by eleven leaflet telling me Jesus loves me but then not doing anything or even acknowledging the the issues that that are facing the community around them that that prevent people from even focusing on 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 what they're talking about when they're evangelizing i just had a thought i wonder do a lot of christians feel as if they're like do they not pay it do they feel like they shouldn't have to pay attention to the criticisms of christianity right meaning like there's a like like i told you about christianity is a place of privilege mm-hmm. and like and how christians address uh, LGBTQ, how they address um, other religions, how they address Muslims. Like, mm. I think that, like, so for instance, because I've, I've heard it before, where like they would see that and like their first thing would be like, not all Christians, uh-huh. right? And they'll do that. But like, they don't change how they approach things with, because a lot of people have this mindset about about Christianity. Mm-hmm. And like, if you don't, if you're not conscious of that and you make sure you don't address it, well, not address it, but just like be conscious of how, how you word things and how you do things with that in mind, you run the risk of damaging the body in the process. Right. Right. And like, I, I guess I understand the concept of like, I shouldn't let the negative talk affect how I do things. I understand like that that's that thought. Right. But like we still live in a world right with people. Right. <laughs> that have a mindset so like you, you can't I don't know if you can just operate as if it's not there. Right. And like like I'm not, I'm not saying you have to publicly address everything that people are saying but be mindful of how you approach things. Right. Because people have, like, like people have a mindset that, for instance, people have a mindset that, like, people from church are always asking for money all the time. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, like, shouldn't you be mindful of how you approach money when, right. it, comes as, as, when it comes down to public? Mm-hmm. Because people might not take it the way you want to. Right. 
right? And if people are thinking only one to you, you're not going to get the result you want, right? Or what people usually do is like, oh, that's fine. They're saying all that, but like, it's not true. So like, they don't change their policy or how they do things. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. And like, I, I think I think that that kind of is what's what's been happening. Because a lot, 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 lot of um Christian um. We, we kind of operate in silos, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We kind of had this bubble about about us. We're kind yeah. of like, because like we're, we're told we're separate from the world, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I guess I understand where the concept comes from. Right. Of like, we have to grow and then cope with the world. Like, I, I, I get, I get mm-hmm. what we're saying, what's being said. But like, if we, um, I feel like we still have to understand that like, if our if our primary goal is to help other grow, get other people in to know more about Christ, I think we have to we we can't like we that can't, whole concept of of not of the world. It's like I get it. You, you're, you're not of the world, but you have to you can't you have to acknowledge that it exists. Yeah, and you have to operate like you know what I'm saying. You still have to acknowledge it exists. Yeah. you have to acknowledge that things are, are a thing. You mm-hmm. can't just operate on the same rules that you have without acknowledging the things that are happening. Yeah. Like, and like, I feel like they, people recognize it with certain things, but don't recognize it with others. Yeah. Like people were trying to recognize it with like how they address music and stuff like that, but don't recognize it with others. Like we do that, but like we just try, we try to minimize what that is. And I I feel like if you live in a world and like you're trying to get some, like if you live in a community with a bunch of people who are, um, from the nation of Islam, mm-hmm. and you like you just want them to know more about Christ, just so they know more about it, mm-hmm. right? You should know something about Islam, right? <laughs> before you go over there, like right. you know, like you, sh- you should just go in there like with no knowledge of it, and then right. just saying stuff, and then just saying stuff and being and being ignorant <laughs> because it's like you, it, should, you should know what's going on, yeah, in, in the community you're trying to serve, yeah. Like it comes across very like elitist and. I'm, I'm privileged and I'm above you and I know best and you know and 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 that's not the 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 most effective way to win a potential person over to your side because at the end of the day regardless of whether people have a religious background or not people follow things that they innately feel good and positive about and if the feeling is these christians be coming over here and they be saying ah 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 they think they're better than me they're not going to follow you and join your church or your ministry or whatever and you may have potentially turned them off from the situation altogether it may take you know five six seven eight more interactions with somebody who proclaims to be a christian for them to finally be like oh, okay i guess this ain't that bad but that first the second or third time i came across somebody i didn't like what it was given yeah and, and, and like we have to understand just like how um we have to recognize i have to recognize that men are the white people of gender yeah Christianity is white people religion. Yeah, and we have to understand, recognize it like that way. Meaning, like laws are in favor of us. Yes. Um, 
society is in favor of us. Yes. How how people operate and how things operate will, will always be in favor of us. Right. In, in America. So, in other countries, uh, it might not be the same thing, yeah. but in America, in most America, definitely. It's always in favor of us. And everything... And we have to acknowledge when... Just because something... They decide to start doing things in favor of other religions is not an attack on us. Or other exactly. systems is not an attack on us. We've just been dominant for so long. Right. That anything that takes away our dominance makes it seem like oppression right and it's like mm, that's not true yeah so that's like not true so like we have to be I, I, i'll acknowledge that also right like we we are the ones in privilege right and that's not to say that there aren't there aren't challenges and whatever the case is, but there's an enormous amount of privilege like that. Nobody's running around ripping cross necklaces off of Christians, but we still have teachers in New Jersey trying to rip hijabs off of little girls' heads, little seven-year-olds. We've got people, uh, we had people, and I guess still do to a certain degree, attacking um, Middle Eastern men wearing um head coverings because they thought they were muslim but they're really sikh and they didn't know the difference and blah 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 blah. like and, no and one's you, you also probably shouldn't attack muslims yeah oh, but don't do that don't don't <laughs> don't attack anybody mind your business like stay where you at but let's put that out there also yes like no, no christians aren't experiencing that kind of uh harassment and and attack in this country and so i think just because we're opening, just because the country is being more open to other religious practices or other thought processes or belief systems about things, it doesn't automatically mean that Christianity is under attack. Like the very foundation of this country and the laws that exist are directly connected to Christian beliefs. So, I mean, shoot, in New York City, the Muslims just started getting Eid like two years ago. Eid has been around forever because Islam has been around forever, but we just was like, man, y'all be all right. Easter break? So, you know, the, the fact that, you know, other religious groups are finally starting to get some recognition of what they've got going on shows that it's taken us a long time, but we've got a long way to go. So, yeah, I mean... Long story short, I'm I'm not against evangelizing. I just think it needs to be done with humility and with an understanding of who you're trying to eva- uh, evangelize to, what they need and how to provide it to them while being authentic and humble and um, respectful in what you're doing. Like you shouldn't have to feel like you have to browbeat somebody into believing what you believe. If you do what you say you're going to do and you're a stand-up person, organization, whatever the case is, the people the people will, will follow. But you don't have to use car salesmen it to get people on board. And when you... Because to me, when you start doing that, you start cheapening the brand. Um, <laughs> and if you're going to be a brand ambassador, i.e. an evangelist, then don't, don't cheapen the brand. Not brand ambassador. I mean, listen, I'm just trying to put it in terms that people can understand. 
Um, so yeah, that's, that's that on that for me, um, with that. Um, so hopefully, you know, this conflict over in, um, the Ukraine comes to an end soon. Like the people can get rushed out of there and they can just, everybody can just go back to minding their business. Um, and it just does not escalate into a full world war three. And I hope all the evangelists and all the people are out there, um, remain safe and unharmed. And yeah, that's that on that for me. Um, anything else for you? No. All right, y'all. Um, we would love to hear your thoughts, your feedback, your comments. Um, you can hit us on Instagram, all love, no fear, PCAST. You can hit us on Twitter, all love, no fear, P1. And our email, all love, no fear, PCAST at gmail.com. Word. Word. So let's move on to our new music section. So yeah, new music out this past week. Or two um weeks. Hmm? or two weeks. Or two weeks, whatever. Um, I looked on title and this is what they told me was new that I was interested in. That's so this is what y'all gonna get into. Um, Lucky Day, one of my favorite R and B artists. Um, he put out his new album, Candy Drip. He's been promoting it on the Instas for a while with the visuals and whatnot. So I was like, Yeah, it's coming, it's gonna be here. So yeah, Candy Drip by Lucky Day out now. Um, get into it. Um, Dave East, um, the rapper who plays a, a Method Man on the uh, Wu Tang show on Hulu that I need to start back watching. Um, he put out an album. Um, H H Die. I was, try, I was trying to. Th- I don't know how to pronounce this, but H D I G H. I don't know how to pronounce it. I was talking to somebody, and I was trying to figure out why I can't get into Davies. I was trying to figure it out. Why? Do you have um, a reason? I think he has to burn his, he has to burn his um, what he talks about. Okay. He has to burn his, he 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 has to do better at like talking about other things. Okay. Maybe maybe that maybe that will make me feel better about. Him. I, I and and like he he's not he's not the best rapper. No, not at all, not at all. Um, but like I I feel like what will what will, what will help I think make me for for me as a consumer. Uh-huh. Would be to broaden his topics he talks about. Okay. Cause I, 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 I'm always been like, why can't I get into him? It it takes me. It's hard. Cause like, I feel like he, he's decent, but like I, I can't I can't get into it. Okay. Fair point. Fair point. What else you got? Cause I have I have three albums that I listen to. Um, Jeremiah put out late nights with Jeremiah. Happy for him to put out an album because Jeremiah almost died. Um, last year I think from COVID. Um, he had it really, really bad, was hospitalized, intubated the whole shebang. So I'm happy to see that he's putting out an album. Plus, I think um, he had some weird label situations. I think we talked about it on the podcast before. <sighs> Jeremiah was out here moving wild, but look at God, won't he do it? Um, so Late Nights with Jeremiah's out. Um, the Griselda people stay giving us content. I can't keep up. Benny the Butcher put out Tana Talk 4. I'm like, all right. So Conway gave us something. Benny gave us something. I'm just waiting for the next one at this point. Yeah, that, that goes into like the three albums I've been kind of listening oh, to. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. And the last one I had was Shensea Alpha. She put out her album. Yes, yes. Yeah. The, th- the three albums I've been kind of listening to um, for within like the last three, two weeks was Robert um, Robert Glasper, Black Radio 3, which is great. Mm-hmm. If you have not listened to it, please get into it. Black Radio 3? Black Radio 3. Mm-hmm. Um, Conway the Machine, Die Don't Make Mistakes. I think I meant we mentioned that one on a previous pod. 
Did it? I think so, but I'll put it down again. I don't think we. I don't think we did. Cause like I remember that um, there's a song with him and Joe Scott. I don't think we talked about that before. No, we did not. Yeah. But I think I mentioned that the album had come out, but like I hadn't listened to it yet. Yeah, here's a song with him and Joe Scott, which is fantastic. Yes, the whole album is great. Actually, I enjoy it very much. I've been listening to it the last couple of weeks, riding to and from work. And then Earth Gang, Ghetto Gods. Yes, that one was good too. That was very good. Earth Gang, Ghetto Gods. They got a song on there. I think it's called Water Boys with um, J. Cole. Love. Yeah. There's a few good ones on there. Yeah. The whole album is good from start to finish, but yeah. that's my favorite one on there. Um, yeah. Anything else for new music? Nope. All right. Let's move on to this, this week in random. random. So, I know I might be a little late, but it's whatever. If you're looking for something to watch, I need y'all to get into Inventing Anna on Netflix. Y'all, the scammery, top-notch, outstanding, outstanding scammery. Sis almost got away with it. And really almost got away, like no exaggeration. Sis almost got away with it. It was, it's from Shonda Rhimes. Um, this is part of her, um, you know, $300 million Netflix deal. And Shonda's delivering, okay? If I was a Netflix executive, I'd be like, you know what? That was money well spent because this lady's delivering. She gave Bridgerton, which the girls was all watching last year. Now she then gave the inventor Anna that has us glued to our seats, honey. Um, yes. I, 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 I think it's funny glued. that she got into the, the white who scamming genre because white people scamming has become a genre bruh bruh for the some, white people for, scamming for shows have been just like having us in a tizzy it's it's funny okay? that it's funny that it became a genre but it, it became a genre on netflix yes like and, they, they, they i don't i don't know if they're going to name it the section called white people scamming but they should i don't think they should i think well i not i don't think it should. i don't think they will because the people they, they might not but they, they might not but people they should call but it is they should find some variation of that name because that is exactly what is happening (laughs) it's white people scams okay (laughs) um but inventing anna in case you don't know what it is it's a story about a young lady named anna delvey who um back in like from like 20 i don't know like 2014 2015 to about 17 18 was out here scamming the girls um she was allegedly starting a soho house s club and she was out here stealing money from all over the place and pretending she was the heiress and just big time scamming, big time scamming. Um, it's nine episodes of greatness. Get into it. Um, it's going to be great. Um, I, I don't want to spoil too much of it if you haven't already seen it, but it is good. Um, it is definitely Shonda Rhimes stamp all over it. Um, it's riveting. It has you feeling all the feelings. So if you watch Shonda shows, this this will give what it's supposed to give for you in terms of expectations. So get into that if you're looking for something to watch this weekend. Um, moving on to other other people's business. Um, so we've talked about Kanye on here before and how he's been on the internet talking wild and crazy um, towards Kim. Um, so I guess a few weeks ago, D.L. Hughley was doing an interview with, I think, Vlad TV. And they asked DL about, you know, what he thought about it. And he was just kind of like, yeah, this dude wilding. Like, we got to stop making excuses talking about, you know, he fighting for his family. Like, what he's doing is whack. 
this is crazy. This is not something we should be seeing on social media that should be, you know, privately between him and his family. So I guess Kanye heard about it and then made a post talking about, he was talking about how he was upset about something North posted on TikTok or Instagram or something. And then he was like, and DL, you a pawn. I know people that could get you killed. I, I, I. I'm like, so now we're threatening to kill people on social media? Kanye, um, at this point, somebody needs to take his social media away and put him in a jail cell because you've threatened bodily harm against somebody. I'm like, they got to be some type of laws about that, yeah? So D.L. Hughley saw it and responded and was like, boy, stop. You finna have who come do what? How about you have them people that can come allegedly kill me, pick up your medication prescriptions at the CVS while they're on the way to see me in Calabasas because... What are we talking about? Like, I'm like, how has it become this dude is out here just attacking people for having an opinion about what he's doing? Like, bro, your argument for I'm fighting for my family becomes less and less valid when you get on social media issuing threats and doing all this other stuff. I'm like, I see why Jay-Z stopped fooling with you. I ain't even gonna hold you. For a little while, I thought Jay-Z was a jerk, but now I don't. I stand with the with the Sagittarian King. You deserve this because you don't know how to act. Got me out here standing for Jay-Z. I don't even do that, but got me doing that because you're out here moving crazy. So I hope the card is no longer speaking to you because you don't know how to act. You're embarrassing. Um, and D.L. Hughley is not to be played with either, to be clear. Like, I don't, I don't know if people think just because he makes jokes and, you know, he does funny things that... Them comedians are some of the scariest people on earth, in my opinion. And some of them comedians, I'm, I'm not. Stop playing with them people. Is all I'm saying. Dio Hughley is one of them people that I feel like don't don't play with that gentleman. Leave that gentleman alone, please stop. I would hate to see something happen to you. I I, I think more black comedians than black rappers came from the hood. Far too many, and R and B singers, black R and B singers, beat the brakes off you. Yeah, believe that. I, I I feel like more black comedians are. It come from because like because you're like you you trying to because like a lot of people in the hood are funny super funny but also knock you out but they're funny but they're funny it's big jokes it's all funny games so you get slapped <laughs> a lot of them are funny yeah big funny but you're gonna fool around and get slapped with people so stop yeah. don't do that don't do that um so y'all just uh, pray Kanye get the help he needs because I'm tired of seeing him on my social medias talking trash to various people like just I'm trying to figure out what's coming out next <sighs> he's still talking that means something else coming out I don't want to hear it I don't care what it is I don't want to hear it I just want him to fade into obscurity I just want him to fade away I don't I don't want to hear about him no I'm over it um so in uh in further alleged beef news but well, I guess this one isn't really alleged this one's real um Slaughterhouse, the um, rap supergroup with Royce the Five Nine, Joe Budden, Joel Ortiz, and uh, Crooked Eye, um, seem to have gone kaput for good. Uh, about two, three weeks ago ish, um, Joel Ortiz and uh, Crooked Eye put out a song. Oh, their album just came out too. And so. their album just came out too. Um, basically, talking about what happened and why the group is no longer long story short it seems like the group was split in half on 
what the group direction should look like. Um, obviously Crooked Eye and Joel were on one side, Joe and Royce were on the other. And I guess, you know, after a lot of back and forth, ah, 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 Joel and Crook said, all right, we're just going to do our own thing. No shade, no harm, no foul. You know, in the song, I forget what the name of the song is, but they basically said Slaughterhouse is dead. And I think they were burning like a flag or a shirt or something with the Slaughterhouse logo on it. And I guess Joe and Royce got riled up. And then Joe, Joel and Royce were arguing on Joe's IG live at some point. And, you know, things have things have gotten things have taken a turn um at this point not really sure if there's hope for reconciliation for the group it's called vacancy vacancy so yeah i i i'm into zodiac signs so i looked at the signs of the group and unfortunately i i'm not surprised that it didn't last it's two scorpios i believe a cancer or a gemini you said two scorpios two cancers not two scorpios it's two two virgos two cancers two virgos a cancer and a libra I don't know where this Who's was. A Libra? I think Crooked Eye is a Libra. Yeah, I don't like he's a Virgo Libra cusper, I think. Yeah, this wasn't gonna go anywhere. Like, full disclosure. It just it never was gonna as talented as, as the four of them are, it wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna materialize. Because the two Virgos have are I think are on the same side. No. No, no it's one Virgo, one one <laughs> Yeah. Cancer on each side. Yeah. So yeah, just a bunch of people that can't be told nothing. And then I feel like poor crooked eyes just like I just want everybody to love everybody. Can we can we do that? And no one's no one's no, loving everybody. That's not crooked eyes, it's probably more Joel. No, crook crook is crook is the Libra. I know, but he's he's not ever loving everybody though. <laughs> Libras want everybody to love everybody. He's not that person in this situation. He's not that person in this situation. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. Yeah, he's not, he's not that person in the situation. So it looks like that's 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 still ongoing. I don't know. I don't know if like Joe and Royce plan to take some type of legal action or if they're like going down that road. Hopefully, everybody can like talk it out as men and remain friends because everybody here is over forty. They're not going to be friends. I don't think so. <sighs> so sad. Well, it is what it is. And and like I, I said it before, I was like, um. I like Royce rapping a lot, but he does take a lot of things too serious. Seriously. And like, I, I was watching the clip and he was like, he's emotionally invested. I th- he's very emotionally invested in a lot of things. He said, he's a 50, I think him and 50 Cent got the same birthday. So it's very, yeah. he, it's he, very emotional cancer. He, he be emotionally invested in it. And I'm like, you gotta, like. You gotta relax. Just relax. But like, I, I don't know. Like he's, he's been that way for a long time. Like, I, I think I noticed it with like how he reacts to certain things. I'm like, you gotta relax. Yeah, like the whole thing with him and the Lupe Fiasco podcast. I was like, at first, I really thought they was joking, and then he was getting all f- spicy and feisty, and Lupe was like, "Okay." Yeah, I'm like, I, I think he he gets, he, I, th- I think he takes himself too seriously. Yeah, it's like just calm down. It's not that serious. Like just relax. Like there's no need for all of this. I mean, it's how he is, how he is, but it's you gotta relax. Yeah, it's it's too much, and it's creating conflict where there doesn't need to be, or it's adding to conflict um, when it doesn't need to be, and it's something that can be easily resolved. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, 
what else is on the agenda for today? So Jesse Smollett, um, if everybody remembers, Jesse Smollett um, allegedly orchestrated a fake hate crime attack in Chicago. Was it two, three years? I don't even remember anymore. The time done blended together. Um, and so he got sentenced last week to 150 days in county jail, Cook County Jail, I believe. And I think 30 months probation or something like that. Um, and he, you know, when the verdict was read, he got up in church and made, um, not in church, in court and made a statement, um, that he's not suicidal. He, you know, he didn't do this. He's innocent, et cetera, et cetera. Um, apparently he will be held in protective custody, um, for the 150 day jail sentence. Um, but you know, I find this story to be very interesting. Like, I don't know if I've made my mind up about whether I think Jesse was lying or not. Like there are parts of the story that seem very, very fishy, very suspicious, very, what is this? But the way the situation has been treated and the sentence that he got to basically be in county jail for four and a half months. I, 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 I like something about this, I feel like I'm not quite getting the full the full story. What on. I think is going on is that there is racism in out there. Yeah. Right. I think they're just making an example of him. Because they found somebody they can give the maximum sentence to for lying on the cops to prove, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To lying to 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 lying to say that um, let's raise him. So they they try to make an example so people yeah. don't report. So like you, you was saying, like I I feel like they're making an example out of him. Like, and and he, he has no backup, and, yeah. and there's no one to back him up. So like, they they knew that they can kind of throw the book at him mm -hmm. and no one will come for his defense. Yeah. So, which, which is, which is that? Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, but I, I think that's kind of what's happening. Yeah. I, I just, I'm like, what's going on? Like, I hope one day we'll get a surviving Jesse Smollett or something so we can get to the bottom of the story. I don't know. That, Cause that's, I, that's because I'm confused. Like, nothing about this story makes any sense to me. Like, the more I hear about it, the more I'm like, what? Huh? Like, I have more questions than anything else as the as the answers come in to the previous questions I asked. Like, I, I don't feel like my questions are satisfied when it comes to this situation. So I'm, I'm just uh, just a smidge curious about what is what is taking place because it don't make sense to me okay it don't make sense um but yeah i mean i wish him the best i hope they say he's under constant surveillance while he's in jail he's in his own cell and there's a guard wearing a body camera etc cetera, etc cetera. so you know hopefully he make it through and he come out all right because uh, yeah man yeah it's looking dicey out there um what else is going on? What else is going on? What else is going on? Um, so Nick Cannon, his show got canceled. His yeah, his that, his uh his talk show 
It had been on for six months and it had got canceled, honey. Yeah. Um, I don't know what happened, but they That's said, right, yeah, I guess ratings. I don't know what time it came on. Um, it's, it's probably step one. Yeah, and I feel <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I don't. I feel like men. I feel like men. Men led talk shows also have a challenging. Men like talk time. shows that are not white men have never taken off. Yeah, I think Steve Harvey is really the only person that yes I can think of that's had one that and, has and, had and, any and, kind and, of traction. And that's not a variety show. Yeah, no, it's, it's not. It's not a late night show. No, no. Ooh, Lord. like that late night show format is dominated by white men. Mm-hmm. And I think women can do it. Yeah, yeah but black men, I I don't know any black men who. Well, it is Trevor Noah, but I think that's because he's not African American. Fair, fair. Fair. I love Trevor Noah, but I, I also think people who are not African American are more receptive. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, the final thing I want to say before we close out, um, rest in peace to Tracy Braxton. Tracy Braxton is uh, one of the younger sisters of... Tony Braxton. Okay. Um, she was on the Braxton Family Value show with them for the five or six seasons that the show was on. Um, I saw a picture of her last year at her son's wedding, and she looked very, very skinny. And someone said in in one of the pictures, like you kind of see the the port, the chemotherapy port, like that was on her. And, you know, somebody in the comments was, you know, people in the comments obviously were making jokes about her being skinny because people don't, people haven't learned from Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman to stop making comments about like famous people when they start looking skinny. Um, and, you know, someone had posted that they thought she was going through chemo or whatever. But I think one of the sisters had come out and said, our sister's fine. Because, I, I, I. you know, it's nobody's business. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can't um they posted um on social media i think yesterday that um she passed away from esophageal cancer she'd been um struggling with it for over a year um and she passed and she's only 50 years old like that's crazy like to to think that you know she was you know just starting to reap the rewards of you know being on the show um, like she had put out two albums, like she was touring, she was in movies, like she was really starting to like get into what she wanted to do in terms of the entertainment industry. And, you know, the fact that she's gone so soon is, is crazy. Um, you know, prayers to the family because, you know, the, I think this is the first of their siblings to pass. I think all the other, everybody else is still alive and the mom and dad are still alive. So you know, I'm sure neither one of them expected that they'd have to bury one of their children. So mm-hmm. that's very, that's very sad. You know, prayers to her husband, to her son. You know, it's just, it's just sad. Like the news shocked me. I'm not going to lie. When I saw it, I was like, what? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not what you're expecting to hear. Like, but I guess, you know, the cancer was very aggressive and she fought as hard as she could. But, you know, things, things, things took a turn for the worst so yeah and that's it for the news this week in random that had happened you know this weekend weekend random. random 
So I like to end every podcast uh, with a positive affirmation um, for people um, to walk with for the rest of the week. Um, So I just want to leave y'all with this one. It's from a song by William Murphy. It's called It's Working. And the affirmation is this everything is working together for my good um that's it because you know life be life in and sometimes it feels like it's very much high level trash but you know believing that everything is working together even the trash for the good at the end um is mad useful to helping you get through from moment to moment so yeah Everything is working together for my good. That's it for the All Love No Fear podcast, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, children word, of all ages. Word, 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 word. So until next time, we, we bid, bid y'all adieu. Uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love. No Fear Podcast. Hey. It's hey. the All Love. No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love. Oh, No Fear Podcast. Podcast. Uh huh, uh huh. All Love. Oh, No Fear Podcast. Hey.